Shalom, Mishpacha. Shalom, family. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with the Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people. We're the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile. It's finally come down to form one new man for the greatest explosion of evangelism the world has ever seen. My guest, Mike Shreve, has got a new book. Now, you may be familiar with Mike. He spent 42 years as a prophetic evangelist teacher. Uh, But uh, the thing that excites me about Mike is his testimony. Uh, It is a young man uh, conducting uh, yoga institutes at four different universities. He had something like 400 students. And someone decides to run an ad in the newspaper get about him, and a prayer group sees this ad and decides, we're going to make him our project. We are going to pray this young man into the kingdom. Uh, And so he's uh, hitchhiking one day. A guy picks him up that was a former student that is also in the prayer group. He has a supernatural encounter with God. And then the best part of it, Mike, to me, uh, is you go back to your 400-some students at the uh, at the different universities, and you tell everyone what God did in your life, uh, and and then almost all of them received the Lord. Do I have that story right? Yes, sir. Almost all of them became Christians. Uh, in fact, just a couple of years ago, I got an email from a young woman that was in the first class where I announced my salvation, and Two years later, she got saved, and then 38 years after that, she emailed me and said, thank you for your testimony. <laughs> People don't, can't even comprehend the value of prayer. I might not be talking to you right now, except God knew you were going to receive him, uh, if that group hadn't bonded together and prayed you into the kingdom. Uh, but I'm very excited about uh, your brand new book, it's literally just off the press, 65 Promises from God for Your Child. Uh, how in the world did you come up with this book? I began searching the Word of God for promises for my children because, well, from the beginning, said we were told, my wife and I were told that we would never have children. But when God told me to marry, he also told me we'd have a son. And so... From the beginning, I had to reject the report of man and claim and confess that the God of Sarah, the God of Rachel, the God of Hannah, the God that opens barren wombs is still God, and that he would do the same for my wife. And of course, uh, it happened, just like God said. And so I claimed promises in that particular area. But then uh, as my children began to grow, they were facing different problems in life and So I decided to search through the Word to find if there were any promises that were applicable to our children. And and much to my surprise, I found exactly 65 promises where God definitely pledges to do certain things for our children if we're in a covenant relationship with Him. And so I I was just ecstatic, and I began to claim those promises and saw changes. Now, I have to ask you a personal question. Uh, I know the amazing things that God did with your children, and we'll, we'll talk about them in just a little bit. But how did you develop 
such faith. It, it's beyond faith. Uh, it, it's like you so believe God's word that all you do is you say it and you're affirming out loud what God is saying. How did you get this kind of faith? Through all the battles and trials of life, uh, I like what Paul said. He said uh, that he was fully persuaded that that which uh, that God was able to keep that which he had committed into his hands. And I often wondered what persuaded Paul, and it must have been all the many, many hundreds of trials he went through, and God came through for him every time, one way or the other. And so it built in him a confidence to fight the good fight of faith. And, and the same things happened with me. Well, I believe that the same thing is going to happen to the people that are listening. Now, we have people listening right now. Uh, Their children don't love them. Their children are into drugs. Their children are rebellious. Their children are, uh, they go to church, but on the inside, they don't even want to be there. They don't have a heart for God. Uh, How sure are you if someone starts praying these 65 promises that they'll have a change in their children. I am absolutely sure that God keeps his promises. Sometimes they don't happen or they don't come to fulfillment overnight. So I can't promise immediate results. But I do believe it's far more powerful to confess what God has already promised to do and to come into agreement with God's word in a spoken word of faith confession than to plead with him in desperation, because desperation is partial faith and partial unbelief mixed together. And certainly that kind of prayer doesn't touch the heart of God as much as someone who is declaring and decreeing that God said it in his word, therefore it has to come to pass. Well, let's go back. You you told me God spoke to you to marry your wife. Was it an audible voice? Uh, Well, it was in a dream, and I heard an audible voice in the dream, and uh, I had made a covenant with God when I was 20 years old not to date, not to consider marriage until God told me that it was time to marry because he'd given me a dream where he told me to, to set that on the back burner of my life and not concern myself with it. And when I was 39 years old, after many years of evangelism and missionary work, God spoke to me who to marry. And uh, when he spoke to me that I was to marry Elizabeth, he also said that we would have a son. And uh, that became very important (laughs) to know when the doctors told us we would never have children. Well, you know, even having a son, uh, it wasn't an easy situation. I can see why God told you you were going to have a son, because if you didn't know how to war on the prophecy God gave you and on the scriptures— uh, you might have just rolled over and, and played dead when the doctors told you what was going on. It would certainly have been very detrimental to my faith. Uh, and when my son was born, as you know, Sid, uh, he laid in the birth canal uh, a very long time to the point where the doctors came in with a very grim and glum look on their faces, and they said, your son suffered oxygen deprivation. The umbilical cord was wrapped three times around his neck uh, as well. And they said, there's no way that he can uh, go through that without suffering severe brain damage. And they said, you just need to prepare yourself. 
that he, he may be almost a vegetable. He, he will definitely be severely retarded. But uh, just a few years ago, he entered Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee, the Church of God University, and he was placed in the highest honor society in that school that is available. Hey, it's beyond that. I understand your son, who was deprived of oxygen, the doctor said he would be a vegetable almost, uh, has a near photographic memory. He is. He's amazing. He doesn't even have to read a book hardly. If he, if he hears it, he remembers it forever. Uh, and, and God's been exceptionally good to him. But see, when we got that report on the basis of the rhema word, the living word that I received from God, God told me uh, that I would have an attractive son. And, and, I, and I just confessed in the name of Jesus, in the name of Yeshua, that his mind would be alert and, and, and that he would be very intelligent, that he would not suffer brain damage, and that God is our healer. He is the Lord, our healer, and he promised uh, to intervene for us that way, and, and, and God honored his word, and, and miraculously he turned the thing around. Um, and, and I think you brought up something very important, though, Sid, a while ago, that, that there are many parents out there who have very difficult, uh, strained relationships with their children, and, and uh, they don't really know how to pray. They don't know how to seek God because they're so desperate inside. They just often just plead with God and beg God to move in the behalf of their children. But uh, I believe it's so much more powerful to claim promises like, say, for instance, Isaiah 49, 25. God said, I will contend with him who contends with you, and I will save your children. Uh, that's as definite as you can get. And in fact, uh, but, but, well, let me ask you this question. What about uh, children that are no longer children? They're adults now, and parents are estranged from their, from their adult children. Would it help praying these promises? Oh, absolutely. In fact, if their grandchildren or great-grandchildren or adult children, as you mentioned, uh, we still, by virtue of the relationship in the natural and the physical that we have with them, we have a right to consecrate them to God. Uh, in fact, Hannah consecrated Samuel to God before he had any knowledge of it or any willful involvement in it, and she was very right in doing so, and God accepted that. And I believe God honors a parent who will consecrate that child. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 7.14, uh, it talks about how the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the believing wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the believing husband. And then it goes on to promise, therefore your children are holy and they are not unclean. And the implication is that if both parents are in rebellion against God and living in sin, there's an uncleanness that passes to the child. But if just one member of that marriage is serving God and in a, a covenant relationship with God, then God says, I accept your children as being holy unto the Lord. Now, that simply means that God accepts them in um, an act of consecration to him, that they are separated from the world and consecrated to him. And I believe that releases him to deal with them more profoundly as a result. Uh, Mike, our time is slipping away. I want you to get this book. He starts out with one of God's promises, then does a teaching, 
then has the prayer with a space for you to insert your child or grandchild or great-grandchild. And we came up with the idea, wouldn't it be great to have a book of the promises for each child and each grandchild every day? You read one or two over each one of them, and you put the bookmark in. Not only do we have his book that's literally just off the press, but we have four powerful CDs uh, in which he teaches even way beyond the book. I'm going to make you a promise, and this, this is the promise. The promise is when you hear him praying these prayers and teaching on, the, uh, uh, on proclaiming God's word, your faith for everything will skyrocket. You and your house are saved. That's a fact. All available for a gift of the book and the four CDs, $35. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. God has 65 promises that Mike Shreve has researched uh, and teaches upon. And as you speak these promises, you're not pleading with God, but you're absolutely affirming his word. Now, Mike, uh, God prepared you for this because first, the doctor said you could not have a child, but you contended uh, with, the, with the prophetic words you've heard and the scriptures, uh, and a miracle happened. You had a child. But then they said, oh, but this, your, your, your firstborn, your son, is going to be mentally impaired. Uh, and uh, you, you said, absolutely not. As a matter of fact, uh, besides God saying you were going to have a child, uh, did he say anything else to you at that time? Well, he told me I was to marry my wife and that we would have a son, and that the word, for some reason, the word that God used was that he would be an attractive son. And uh, Well, is he attractive today? Because uh, if you weren't listening yesterday, a miracle occurred, uh, and he not only is smart, uh, he has a college degree, but he has a photographic memory. Would you say he's attractive? Well, yes, he is. He is, and and he's a miracle. He, my my daughter's a miracle too. Tell me about your daughter, because you ran into a serious problem with her. You know how to contend with the promises of God against the devil, and but you've gone you've gone beyond contention. You have gone into absolute supernatural belief. Uh, Tell me about your daughter. Well, it was definitely a spiritual warfare over her. Uh, We, uh, my wife was about four months pregnant, four or five months pregnant when we went to the doctor and he came in with a very sad look on his face and troubled look on his face. And he said, your daughter has spina bifida. And because of certain chemical things going on in my wife's body, he said, she's got cretinism also, which is a severe form of retardation. And after he showed us the dark spot on her spine to prove that she had spina bifida on the ultrasound, uh, he leaned across his desk and said, there is an alternative. And we knew what he meant. He was implying that we should go the route of abortion, which was absolutely mm. unthinkable to us. And, uh, but I tell people, we did take an alternative. We made up our minds right then and there never to go back to him again. <laughs> And as we left his office, 
said, this was the powerful thing. The Holy Spirit fell on my wife, and she heard the audible voice of God. She, uh, she sensed a little child dancing before her, and she heard the audible voice of God say, your daughter will dance on the streets of Jerusalem. And so we had just heard she would never even walk, but God said she'll dance. And so from that day forward, every day, we would claim and confess that promise over her womb. And she would also confess Psalm 138, verse 8, very adamantly. That verse says, um, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. And she would say, baby, uh, daughter, you concern me. And so God said, you're perfect, and I declare that you're perfect, and we decree that you're perfect. And uh, four months later, when she was born, the first thing this new attending doctor said was, she's perfect. Uh, The very word that we had spoken over her for four months, and she is. What about this dancing business? Uh, Does she dance? Tell me about what happened. From a very early age, she showed this talent and this proclivity toward dance, Uh, She would dance for hours in front of the television with these videos where children sing Christian songs and uh, biblical songs, and then she would dance along with them, and it was the most joyous thing for her to do. And then she joined uh, dance groups where most of the members were twice as old as she was, and she did just as good as they did. She's got a, a very marked talent in that area. Well, you've seen what God has done with your children. And, you know, if you hadn't been a believer, number one, you would have been married to the same boy that you're married to right now. But number two, uh, if you were married to her, uh, you would not have had two normal children. As a matter of fact, if you hadn't been a believer, uh, you probably would have aborted uh, the second child. And the first would have been born with severe brain damage. Uh, You must be one grateful father. Oh, I am. Every day I'm grateful. And one of the primary scriptures that we chose to quote over my daughter also, this one of the promises, one of the 65 promises God's given our children specifically, is in uh, the Psalm, Psalm 139, where David said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And then it goes on to talk about how God uh, created his inward parts before they even existed and that he mapped out his days before him, before he was even born. And so we began to claim that psalm uh, uh, where in verse 13 and 14, it said, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. And so we would speak of her, and we, and we gave her the name Destiny Hope in advance because the doctor said she had no destiny and no hope, so we counteracted that with a prophetic name. And we would say, Destiny, Hope, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and God is forming your inward parts, and he's covering you in your mother's womb, and you will be a marvelous work of God. And that's exactly what happened. I believe the spoken word will make all the difference. Uh, And uh, I know there's many parents out there that need to hear this revelation. I got a, an email this week from a woman that I shared this revelation with like five years ago. I shared this insight and these promises with her. At the time, 
all three of her children were heroin addicts. Mm. Every single one of them, or all three of them were in jail, too, at the same time. She was desperate uh, uh, to begin, and she'd been praying in desperation for them uh, for years. But then she learned some of these promises, and the ones she really began to focus on were Isaiah 54, 13, where the Bible said, All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. And Isaiah forty nine twenty five, where God said, I will contend with him who contends with you, and I will save your children. And then Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, where God said, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you. I set before you life and death. Therefore, choose life that both you and your offspring may live. And so she began to say, I choose life. I choose the life of God for my own life and for my children. And and I believe God will contend with the demons that are trying to snare them and that he will save my children and that all my children shall be taught by the Lord. Well, within the last couple of years that she began praying that over her children, two of them have been delivered uh, from drugs and are saved and serving God. One of them, the other one, the daughter, has prayed and accepted Yeshua as her uh, Messiah, as her Savior, and, and she's in the process of really being delivered. And so all three children got a miracle when she began to confess these promises. Uh, Mike, I have a burden. I have seen what's going on in the school system in America, in the universities. Children of Christians, families that go to the universities will be talked out of their faith. They have atheistic professors. Homosexuality is taught as a normal lifestyle. Uh, They mock God, uh, and the peer pressure is overwhelming. In the past, it was vital that someone understand what you're teaching. Now it's life or death. I am really overwhelmed of the value of this brand new tool, Mike Shreve, that you've just come out with. Uh, It's a book and four CDs called 65 Promises from God for Your Child. And I believe that it's a right on time book because on yesterday's broadcast, I was talking to you about our school system, our education system, where they're they're calling black white. Uh, they're, they're, They're doing the opposite of God's word. And by the time someone graduates from college and has gone through our school system, they will find systematically everything they've taught their children undermined unless they're undergirded by uh, a faith that is Bible faith. It's not hope. Uh, It's not struggling. It's absolute knowing. And that's why your book it's uh, you've researched it. You've used it on your uh, own family. You've uh, gotten uh, so many testimonies of people that have heard your teaching, and and, and they're they're finding miraculous results going on. Uh, uh, t- uh, share one quick testimony of someone that has used your teaching with their children or grandchildren. Well, I got an email recently from a woman. Uh, who uh, knows you very well. In fact, 20 years ago, you witnessed to her husband in an airport up in Baltimore, and he came to the Lord. And uh, because of the kind of life he was living before he got saved, 
uh, it affected uh, the children in that family, and the son uh, became a heroin addict. But uh, this woman became familiar with this particular revelation uh, that God's given me, and she began praying the promises over her son, who was a heroin addict, and he was all messed up in a lot of ways, couldn't hold down a job, uh, just totally rebellious. And now she she emailed me and she said he's off of heroin completely. He's got a, a job, a great job, and uh, she's just believing God uh, to do even greater miracles in his life. And so, uh, but she began claiming promises like, well, Deuteronomy 30, verse 6, where God said, I will circumcise your heart and the heart of your seed to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. Uh, you cannot legislate love. You can't force anyone to love uh, a concept, to love God, to love you. You can't make a child love you, nor can you make a child love God. But God said, you claim this promise, Deuteronomy 30, verse 6, I will circumcise your heart and the heart of your seed, which to me means that God will cut away the worldly influence, the negative peer pressure. He'll circumcise the heart. He'll cut away. He'll peel away the carnality that rules the fallen nature, and that he will implant within that child genuine love for God. And uh, she began claiming that promise, and it wasn't I, I guess it was about a year. She kept praying. It doesn't always happen overnight. But he got off of heroin, and God changed his life. Uh, would you explain for those, because it's a brand new book, and, um, and it's just literally off the press, uh, would you explain what is accomplished in this book in the four CDs? Well, I believe it's a major assault against the enemy on a battlefield that every parent knows very well, because there is, well, we have history of how, uh, for instance, the enemy through Pharaoh tried to destroy Moses' generation in order to prevent the seed that would come forth to bring deliverance. And I believe the enemy has an orchestrated plan right now to destroy this generation with witchcraft, with perversion, with all kinds of dark agendas. And so we've got to go to business warring against the adversary. And the way you win in a, a, a battle with demonic forces is through the Word. Now, that's how Jesus fought the devil. He would say, it is written. You don't fight with your emotions. You don't fight with logic. You fight with the Word of God. And when you find the specific promises, 65 promises that God's given to our children, and you begin to wage warfare with those promises— it definitely uh, has an impact in the spiritual realm. One of my favorite promises for backslidden children is Proverbs eleven twenty one, where the scripture says, the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. The whole verse says, though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not go unpunished, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. And when a parent who has a backslidden, bound-up child that's all bound up in the world and in sin, begins to speak that over their lives, I believe it, it disintegrates the yoke eventually, uh, that it, the Word of God will prevail in that child's behalf. Well, I, I'm, I have your book open. I just opened it at random. And let me explain what I'm seeing. Here is, uh, and these, uh, these again, are 65 promises 
Uh, you should have one book for each of your children and grandchildren, and in some cases, if you have great-grandchildren. Uh, first of all, you have the Scripture for salvation. Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then you do very anointed teaching on the Scripture so that someone will believe this. Well, they won't just be saying words out into the atmosphere. It'll be coming from a heartfelt conviction. And then you have, you've written the prayer for them, and you have a space for them to actually insert their child or grandchild or great-grandchild's name. Uh, and I can picture every day uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at uh, uh, the gentleman that uh, produces our television show, Warren Marcus, and I know he has children, and I know he has grandchildren. Uh, and I can see him getting one of these books and putting his daughter's name, uh, his son's name, uh, his grandchildren's name, and every day getting up early. And, and sowing into his children and grandchildren something that money can't buy. And that's why, and, 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 you, and you know these four CDs that you've done, Mike? Uh, God has given you such a supernatural level of belief from seeing what God did in your own family, from the thousands of uh, a, a positive feedback of different people from all walks of life and all situations th that have done this. Um, in fact, yeah, I, I, I've got to ask you a question. Your son, uh, who was supposed to uh, have mental damage uh, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, had such a traumatic birth, and uh, the, the and your daughter. Uh, uh, that was supposed. They wanted you to abort her, and now you see them today, and you see them uh, better than normal. You see, children of uh, of godly parents should be way beyond normal. They they should be extraordinary. Uh, and tell me about when your son was just four years old. He had a dream about heaven. Oh yes. Uh, well, that fits in with the promise: all your children shall be taught by the Lord. And great shall be the peace of your children. One morning, my son came down from his bedroom and he said, Mommy, Daddy, I died in my sleep last night and and met Jesus. And he showed me around heaven. And, of course, he didn't die, but that's how he interpreted it, uh, because it seemed to him as if he had left his body and gone into heaven. And he used words that were adult words. For instance, he said Jesus told him not to ever watch bad television and to always have compassion for all people. And, and he looked at me quizzically, and he said, Daddy, what does compassion mean? <laughs> yeah, for, of course he doesn't know what that word means. <laughs> yeah, the very fact that he didn't know what the word meant uh, let me know it was a legitimate experience. And I told him, I said, well, that's love that feels the suffering of other people. And uh, uh, so that was a, a, a real transformational experience for him. And uh, I, I had been claiming that passage of Scripture. I've always searched through the promises of God. There's 7,487 promises in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, but there's 65 that belong to our children. And one of my favorites is Deuteronomy 7, 9 where the Bible says uh, he is the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy 
with them that love him to a thousand generations. So uh, a, a generation is either 40 years or 100 years. There's controversy on that. Well, if it's 40,000 years, of course, we don't have that much time, but God says for 40 millennia there will be a hovering over of covenant and mercy over uh, those that had come forth from your family line long after you've been forgotten. There'll be people in this world with a, with a reservoir of mercy hovering over their lives if you're in a, a relationship, a submitted relationship with God. And so if 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 the impact lasts that long, it certainly is going to hover over my sons, daughters, my grandsons, granddaughters. Uh, uh, just, just very briefly, uh, you prayed this way over your daughter for a month for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. At age six, briefly, what happened to her? Well, actually, I prayed a specific verse, or two verses, Isaiah 44, verses 3 and 4 where God said, I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground, and I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. Well, I began to confess that promise over her. She was five years old at the time. And uh, she was in one of my meetings where I was preaching. And that night, she fell out under the power of God, was overwhelmed by the Spirit, she crawled up in my arms and spoke in tongues for about 45 minutes, and then she looked at me with tears streaming down her eye, out of her eyes, and she said, Oh, Daddy, Jesus, fill me. Jesus, fill me. Now, would that have happened if I had not claimed the promises? I'm not so sure. I, I believe there's such a power in knowing these promises and claiming them. Oh, Mike, we're out of time, but I want you to get this brand new book literally just off the press, 65 Promises from God for Your Child, and then the four CDs that will activate your faith to such a level. Uh, and now, I want you also to consider getting extra books for all your children and great-grandchildren and grandchildren uh, and change their destiny, available for a gift of $35. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. Mike Shreve has been a guest several times uh, on Messianic Vision, and Mike is a uh, prophetic evangelist uh, for f over 42 years, a teacher. Uh, uh, he's written many books, uh, but this one is going to be, I believe, his most fruitful book ever. Why do I say this? Because I see what's happening to this generation of young people. I see them not honoring parents. I see them uh, walking away from the faith in droves. I see them getting involved in all sorts of sin. Uh, and this is cannot be. I had a dream. And in my dream, Jesus said he's coming back soon. And that's why the devil's operating so uh, uh, ferociously on our children and grandchildren. And that's why this book, 65 Promises from God for Your Child, just off the press, you'll be able to take a promise from God's Word, 
you'll be able to have a revelation of that promise and then a prayer with a place that you insert the name of your children or grandchildren. Uh, you can end up getting one book for each child and each grandchild and even great-grandchild, and it won't take you a lot of time. They're short prayers, but it will change their destiny. And then the four CDs, your faith level, you will not be uh, just begging God to do something. You will know it and you will say it and you're going to have such confidence uh, in your heart. Now, Mike, uh, when I interviewed you several years ago, uh, you told me some things about President Obama uh, even before he was president, I believe. Tell me what God showed you about him. First of all, God showed me that during his presidency, there would be an increase of nuclear pr- proliferation. And and the ironic thing about that is that uh, his platform has been quite the opposite, or at least uh, that's what he has. No, he, he wants the U.S. to totally uh, get rid of our large military, have a small military, to get rid of all of our uh, armaments and nuclear weapons. I mean, that's what he stands for, and you heard the opposite. Uh, well, I heard that during his presidency that there would be an increase of the development of nuclear weapons. Uh, and, and by the way, we're saying this. Look at North Korea. Uh, look at Iran. I mean, uh, look at all the uh, Muslim countries that Russia is supplying this uh, this technology to. Uh, we're definitely, I mean, it, it's so neat when someone uh, and I'm sorry this came true, but when someone gives a word before the fact, and now we're seeing it happen before our very eyes. And, and it's going to uh, push the, the nations of the world onto a final stage uh, of uh, an ominous cloud of destruction hovering over our planet. But at the same time, I believe God is going to raise up his final generation of believers out of the generation that we're responsible for, our children, our sons and daughters, and I, I claim I claim Psalm 112, verses 1 and 2 over my children. that says, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. Listen, there's a spiritual battle going on as well as the, the, the necessary uh, parts coming into place for that final natural battle called Armageddon. Uh, the world is in the throes of a, a, a terrible change right now, and this generation of all generations has got to have a spiritual awakening. And, and it will come not only through the adults, but through children that are awakened to their spiritual potential. And God said our seed will be mighty upon the earth. I claim that. I claim that for every parent that's listening that's concerned about their children right now. Well, I, I, I have to tell you uh, that uh, I, when I find a prophet that prophesies and their dreams and their words come true, I want to know what they see for the future. Uh, tell me about uh, the dream you had in reference to the uh, civil unrest. Well, that was very simple. God just uh, woke me up and he spoke two words to me audibly, and I heard the word civil unrest, and I knew that there would be great upheavals uh, uh, in 
our society and in our world. He didn't just uh, confine it to the United States of America. Uh, you know, I've never seen such division in every arena of life as there is in the United States right now. And and I believe it's going to get far worse, especially as the government tries to enforce oppressive rules on the people, such as uh, uh, going too far with the limitation of guns. Uh, uh, I don't believe uh, I don't believe our populace will stand for that, um, because uh, gun control preceded every major dictator that ever took hold of a society or a nation. And then uh, the gun control issue is always on the front burner, and then following that is is uh, a horrible rising of a dictator to power. Tell me about the dream you had involving uh, uh, New York City uh, and uh, even Japan. Well, that that was a very disturbing dream. It came about a month after that terrible disaster that happened recently in D- Japan where there was an earthquake, a tsunami, and the nuclear incident. And about a month later, I received this dream where I saw New York City lift up above the ground and become translucent, and then it rushed westward and hovered over the nation of Japan, and then it came right down into the very area that was hit by that earthquake and merged with that area. And I saw New York City devastated with the same level of devastation that took place there. And and I, uh, I will prophesy that that will come to pass. Thus saith the Lord, that will come to pass. How far into the future, I don't know. But you also saw some good things, a spiritual awakening. Uh, yes, God's also shown me that our nation will have a spiritual awakening. And I would, I would tend to believe that some of these destructive things may, in the end, work together for good because they'll trigger that spiritual awakening. Years ago, when I was minded toward becoming an, a, a, a missionary in India the rest of my life, God gave me a dream where I saw the outline of the United States of America, and I saw a little red dot in the heart of America explode into two blood-red words that, like liquid soap into the whole map of America, and there wasn't one city or town that was untouched. And those two words, one superimposed on the other, were Jesus saves. And so um, I know bad things are happening, and, and our, our culture looks like it's descending into a cesspool. But I also believe God's going to have the last word on this, and God is going to bring us around, and there will be another third great awakening in our nation. And uh, part of what will usher that in is prayerfulness and intercession, and certainly a key aspect of that is interceding over our children. Well, the ones that are going to be affected are the ones that have had been totally bathed in prayer. And I must say, you have made it so easy. I have your brand new book literally just off the press. It's titled 65 Promises from God for Your Child and the Four Powerful CDs. And you've made it so easy. Uh, You've done the research of the promises. You then have uh, uh, written a teaching so that someone's faith can explode with these promises. And on the tapes, you really expound on these things. Uh, and then you've written a prayer uh, that the uh, 
parent or grandparent or great-grandparent will read out loud, and you put a space where you can write that child or grandchild or great-grandchild's name. And what I picture is any parent, any grandparent, any great-great-grandparent that'll get this book and start and, and, and just read. It's not going to take a lot of time. Uh, just say, take three promises a day for each member of your children. I mean, uh, right now, the Bible, what the Bible prophesied would happen is happening. Uh, there, there's uh, children are being estranged from their parents. They're, uh, they're, they're going their own way. They're, they're, they're not following God. They're going into perversion of all kinds. Um, and they're not going to have a chance with what's coming on planet Earth unless you do your part. And you know something? It's so easy. It would be a tragedy for you not to do this. Uh, and Mike, uh, how in the world? Th- th- this is so simple yet so brilliant. How did you develop this? Well, God just uh, awakened it within me when I was searching through his word to find promises I could pray over my children. I began to notice these specific ones that dealt specifically with my offspring. Um, one I have not mentioned yet is uh, Isaiah 43, verses 5 through 7, where God said, Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, Give them up. And to the south, do not keep them back. And then God said, Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. And what really hit me when I read that verse, first God says, I will bring your descendants out. I'll call them forth from all points of the globe. But then he said, bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. So God is saying that whatever belongs to you belongs to me. And if they're your sons, I consider them my sons. And if they're your daughters, I consider them my daughters. And then in verse 7, he said, everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory. And I, I confess that one over my children, that they are not created for the world's glory so that the world can use their talents and their gifts, but they are created by God for his glory, and that he is speaking over their lives. Oops, we're out of time. Mike Shreve has researched the Bible and come up with 65 promises. He starts out with the promise from the Bible. Then he explains it, teaches on it, so your faith will zoom. Uh, Then he has a prayer of which you pray this for your spe- a specific child, and you write that child's name in there. And I can see you. I can see you right now taking this book, putting your children's name and your grandchildren's name, and maybe praying two or three of them every day. Can you imagine, Mike Shreve, if your parents had done that for you or my parents had done that for me? I wouldn't have had to go through the nonsense I went through. I mean, it almost cost me my life. I can tell you that is a fact. Uh, But it doesn't have to cost the life of your children and grandchildren. You can do something about it. Uh, Mike, uh, you talk about uh, a couple of individuals uh, that had praying parents. Uh, tell me about them. Well, uh, the 20th promise in the book is the promise that the word God's given us will not um, 
be removed from our mouths nor from the mouths of our seed. In fact, um, I can quote that promise, Isaiah 59, 21. Uh, it says, as for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My spirit who is upon you and my words which I put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. And so God says he's going to uh, pass this revelation of the word down generationally through uh, your offspring. Now, we look back in history and see some people who impacted the world in a major, major way. Say, for instance, John and Charles Wesley. But the revelation that God gave them did not originate with them. The revelation of the word that came to them originally resided within the heart of Samuel and Susanna Wesley, their parents. And so God uh, activated Isaiah 59, 21, and passed it from Susanna and Samuel Wesley down to John and Charles Wesley, and of course the rest is history, how the Methodist Church has impacted the world, those that have really held to the original vision especially. And uh, there's other examples, uh, even in different arenas of life. Um, for instance, Orville and Wilbur Wright, look at how they have transformed the world with their invention of the airplane and how far it's come in a little over 100 years. And yet very few people know that their parents were strong, devoted Christians. And in fact, uh, their father was a minister of the gospel. And so, uh, again, this generational impartation was very present in their lives. In, in Hebrews chapter 11, two of the primary verses in that chapter that deals with the heroes of faith in the Word of God highlight the fact that there's generational transfer of the blessing of God. It talks about how Isaac blessed Jacob and how Jacob blessed his sons uh, uh, and, and leaned upon the top of his staff. And it talked about how that blessing of Abraham was passed down from Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob and then on. And God still does things that way. He made a covenant with Noah and his offspring. And God wants to covenant with us and our children. And we have to believe that. Well, you know what I'm reminded? Most people, when they're praying for their children and their grandchildren, they take about uh, 15 seconds. They say, Lord, let so-and-so come to know you and protect them this day. And boom, they're on to something else. How, mo how more important is it praying the promises of the word over your family? What difference would it make, Mike? Oh, it makes a huge difference because then you're not pleading with God half in unbelief and half in, in, in faith, but you're uh, affirming that these are things God already intends to do, and it releases God to activate the things that he's already promised to do. So it's altogether a different approach. Um, for instance, Jesus said, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I say to you that in heaven... Their angels always see the face of my Father, which is in heaven. So he promises angelic intervention and protection for our children. Well, how much more powerful it is than saying, oh, God, please protect my child, to say, it is written, my child has 
angels protecting him or protecting her, and they always behold the face of my father. So, Father, I claim angelic protection around my child. You are the the Lord of hosts, the God of an army of angels that are poised and ready for battle. You know, you're right. With with Without having a scripture backing it up, it's a mixture of hope and faith, and that mixture doesn't spend in eternity. I'm looking at some of the areas you cover in, in your promises you found. Supernatural peace, God's spirit, spiritual growth, proclaimers of God's word, uh, angelic protection, freedom from captivity, long life deliverance, a spirit of might. I mean, what a leg up. Uh, You were talking about Martin Luther King. Well, Martin Luther King's father was a minister of the gospel. And uh, see, God promises that our seed will have, uh, that they will inherit the land. Uh, he, He said, if a man fears the Lord, his offspring will inherit the land. And I believe that can be spiritually fulfilled, that uh, we can inherit the land through influence, through uh, having uh, a spirit, uh, an anointing upon us that will enable us to shape the values of the society around us. And and that's what happened with Martin Luther in a day when prejudice was horribly uh, uh, in control of our culture. It was like a cancer on our culture. And then Martin Luther rose up with the anointing of God and with the promises that God has given to parents that will be fulfilled in their children. And uh, and he had impact on our society in, in an amazing way. And, and I believe that it had all together to do with faith, uh, the faith that is passed from one generation to the next. Uh, in Psalm 112, the Bible says, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments, and his descendants will be mighty on the earth. Well, Martin Luther's father feared the Lord and delighted greatly in his commandments. So here's this promise that his descendant would be mighty on the earth. And look what a mighty impact he had on our culture and our age. I, I want everyone listening you love your children. You love your grandchildren. And it's been laid out so simply for you. This brand new book just off the press, 65 Promises from God for Your Child. You have the promise each day. You then have the teaching explaining what that promise means. Then you have the prayer with a blank to actually put in the name of your child or grandchild. Many of you want multiple books, but I want you to get these four CDs. Your faith is going to literally explode uh, by Mike Shreve and the book, 65 Promises, available for a gift of $35. Mike, very quickly, would you pray over the children and the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren represented right now listening to, of the people listening to you? Yes, I will, uh, gladly. Father, in the name of Yeshua, I claim every child, every son, daughter, grandson, granddaughter represented by the listeners to this broadcast, I claim them for deliverance, you said the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. May they be delivered from every evil influence in their lives. You're the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy with those who love you to a thousand generations. 
So we claim covenant passing down to each one of those children that they will abide in a covenant relationship with God and a reservoir of mercy will hover over their lives that will restore them and lift them up in times of trouble and failure in their lives. And finally, Lord, you said, I will contend with him who contends with you and I will save your children. So I pray that you will launch warfare against satanic powers that contend with our offspring. Contend with them supernaturally, Lord, and save our children according to your word. You said it, and so we declare it. It is written. Our offspring are saved by the power of God. Let it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. And I I, I really believe that some of you have adult children that you have a horrible relationship with. You start praying these promises and watch what happens to that relationship. So the book and the four CDs available for a gift of $35, Shabbat broadcast. Let me pray over you. The Lord is blessing you right now. The Lord is keeping you right now. Uh, The Lord is surrounding you with his favor right now. Uh, The Lord is gifting you right now. The Lord, he's smiling upon you right now. The Lord is giving you his shalom, his completeness in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body right now in the name that is above every name, Yeshua HaMashiach Tzikenu, Jesus the Messiah, cancer is being healed right now. Amen. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural!, Visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. To receive a complimentary copy of our bi-monthly teaching newsletter, materials catalog, or information about becoming Mishpucha or Chalitzim, write to me, Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina. 28278. To place a credit card order, call anytime 1 800 447 2697. For all other calls, the number is 704 943 6500. That's 704 943 6500. For a CD of this week's broadcast, send a donation to Sid Roth. That's S I D R O T H. Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.